Hello and welcome to You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where we watch films that I, Eric, missed in my childhood and developing adult years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm joined as always by my co-host Chris. Hello everybody. And Chris, can you please tell the lovely crowd what we're watching this time? Uh, We have got a great one for you this week. We are watching the classic horror film, Child's Play. Andy! I'm Detective Mike Norris. Homicide. Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclay. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Okay, I know who was on the counter. Andy. Who, Andy? Chucky. He came alive in my hand. I, I, I... Oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe me? Because I'm sane, Mrs. Barclay. Sane and rational. No one believes the truth. Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. I'm super excited. I'm much excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we kind of teased like last week. Uh, I mean, obviously, I always ask like, so what do you know of this film? Yeah. You kind of teased with the wrap up last week. Yeah, I did actually. You, you know at least that it's about a killer doll. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, he's been used enough in pop culture. I didn't even see the scary movie with him sort of referenced in it. Mm. But you oh know, god, like, even this year he showed up. He was in, in um, Thingo. Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> Like he no, he, he's not only in Ready Player One, but he's the one PG thirteen F word. Fucking chucky. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so it's so, a big like yeah. So he's a big like um such a recognizable horror character. Four sequels, I want to say. I just know that there's one called Bride of Chucky. Yeah, that's that's number four. Yeah, I remember being more recent. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of them, of course. Mm. Um, I've I've wanted to see this one for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, for me, this will this even though it probably doesn't really fit up, but for me, this will kind of complete. I'll, I personally will feel like I've seen all of the like real iconic slasher films. Not that this is maybe. I you know I've now seen Friday the Thirteenth to go with Halloween and Freddy and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, this to me really completes that real like seventies, eighties iconic horror mm. sort of. Then you've got like the kind of second tier ones, like you've got Hell. I'm guessing Hell Hellraiser yeah, and that's some, some stuff that, like that'll, yeah. that'll go in there at some stage. But they're but they're not the ones that kind of leap out in the mind. No, I, I, iconic villain, of course. Yeah, Pinhead, but um, yeah, I still put this maybe commercially, maybe pop culture wise, maybe um, because it's a bit more PG. Yeah, I don't know, but this just sort of sits to me in that kind of um, tier of. Um, where my perception of it yeah. and, and how it's been used and pervaded into popular culture. Mm. So you do you know anything about this film other than Killer Doll? Not really. No, yeah. I, I feel like I've heard some sound bites of him. So I'm expecting it to almost be like a murder comedy. Murder comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm considering it to be... Um, yeah, like a murder comedy. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like he's going to be a really quippy little guy. And yeah. Whether that's what the series devolved into as and it, his and fun it's, sequels. It, it could have started more serious and then... Yeah. Made, like, what, essentially the Freddy films. Like, yes. it started serious and then it just became... Like, a gimmick of itself. And, yeah. You know, that's, of course, it's going to eventually happen. Mm. Um, I'm actually kind of expecting, like, a Goosebumps book with murder. 
<laughs> okay. Like actual murder. Like, so, like, a really base, kind of cheesy kitty almost. Almost. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm expecting to... I, I read a lot of well, Goosebumps. Very for, formulaic, I should say. Yeah, and I read a lot of Goosebumps books when I was a kid. Loved them. And, um, and I remember the Night of the Living Dummy series and yep. I wonder if they were inspired by this or just like ventriloquist dolls are scary anyway. yeah they, they are just really creepy so um, I, I read that one a few those ones a few times um, so I, I'm kind of just expecting that like that, that were creepy for kids yeah uh, I'm, you know I'm not saying this is necessarily aimed at children but uh, I feel like it's not aimed at terrified adults right okay so sort of in that let's get the teenagers um Kind of rolled up and having yeah. a good—it's one of those movies you see at the cinema and like yell and like yeah, cheer I think it's when you get really enjoy you get enjoyment out of. Okay, you don't necessarily go there to be terrified by. Yeah. Um, the yeah. the next thing I'm going to ask is like, do you have like I want to get your your guess on how you think Killer Doll comes to be? I reckon um, unloving father comes back from business trip from overseas with gift for child that he bought from mystical man. So gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> and then he accidentally feeds it after midnight yeah. and, it becomes... and it gets it wet <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so I, i'm thinking it's a gift like yep. or, or like a, a hand-me-down kind of thing mm. um i i feel like it, it won't be an annabelle kind of situation from the from the conjuring like here's this evil doll that we had from a previous mission yeah, that's uh, just a thing. You know? Yeah, just a thing. Uh, I feel like it'll. I feel like we'll we'll see his purchase or something like that because his his appearance is creepy enough already. I feel like it's not a doll that that the kid or somebody already has that then gets possessed by a devil. Yeah, I feel like it already is a being of some variety. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, that, that's interesting. We'll yeah. see how it goes. So we'll see how we go from there. Yeah. I, I am super excited for this one. This, yeah. this was a huge uh, kids franchise for me. Um, yep. I should say, franchise when I was a kid. There was, like... For my brother and I, there were, like, the two ones that we really followed, and that was yep. the Nightmare on Elm Street films yep. and Child's Play. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street is so creative. That's... I think that's yeah, why I, I gravitated to them more than, like, the Friday the 13th or yep. the Halloweens, because at the end of the day, those ones are just, like, slash kill, whereas yep. these, like, you know, Friday the 13th is... It, no, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street at least creative deaths like you said yeah and this you've got the weird novelty of yes, the novelty of it <laughs> yeah. yeah and that just kind of takes you through so yeah. I've not seen this in years and I'm really looking forward to watching it again to yeah. see if it holds up I, I hope it does yes that'll be <laughs> fascinating mm. yep uh, so should we jump into it then yeah let's put it on So that was Child's Play. Which is quick and to the point and over. And fantastic. <laughs> I, I must admit, I actually got quite bored at times. Oh no! Yeah. The, the middle lull? Yeah it's, yeah, it's quite slow in parts. But like, it's, there's some elements of it that are, that are fantastic. And mm. I think particularly if I watched it in the 80s, mm. um, there's some really, really good stuff in there. But there were some bits where I was just waiting for it to kind of just get moving. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off by saying... Um, you the the unexpected option <laughs> yeah. of uh, the plot being uh, so a serial killer <laughs> by the name of yeah. Charles Lee Ray yeah. uses voodoo to transfer his dying soul into that of a bot of a doll. That was my other 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 thought. Yeah, <laughs> I really wish I'd been like rolling on your reaction like when that happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so my reaction shocked. for the for the listeners, I just like. 
It's, uh, it's just one of just disbelief. Yeah, it's like, really? <laughs> We're doing this and the credits haven't even finished rolling? <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say is, like, to a, like, great advantage of this film, it just moved. Like, I mean, I know yes. you just said it, but, like, it does not mess around or yeah. waste its time. No. It just straight away goes into... This is the film about the doll that is a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, we, we were talking about it during, like... You just know immediately. Not, I mean, I guess you've got the, the the voodoo ritual, and you could go, oh, did it or didn't it work? But it it basically immediately with with um, Aunt um, Aunt Maggie, Aunt Maggie's death, uh, very early in the film. So it's like, yeah, the doll did it. It just it just spells it out for the oh, viewer. Yeah. Like it's very much. It doesn't. It, it isn't a maybe. Maybe not. Maybe the kid did it. Maybe it's a home invasion. Maybe yeah, it, she it, slipped and was crazy. No, no, the doll did it. And, and it's really interesting, the way that the film is shot, there are so many scenes that you could have not revealed the fact that he had transferred his soul into the body of the yes. doll, and you could have had this whole weird thing of, oh, is the kid just crazy? Is what's yep. going on here? Or, yep. like, you almost didn't even need that opening shootout scene. You could no. have just had, like, that toy, he got it from the toy store that blew up. What? That serial killer died there. Like, yeah, you could just have that scene. You could have even had the serial killer. You could have had the the audio of him saying some form of voodoo mm. ritual whilst in a pile of Chucky dolls. Give me the power, I beg of you. Not like with a direct transference of power. Directly to one Chucky doll. Fire or a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. Well, not a Chucky doll, a good good guy's doll. Good guy doll, yeah. yeah. And then the place gets destroyed by lightning. Um, it, it was you, you could have done it more subtly, I guess. And then there could have been a bit more... Maybe the kid is nuts. Yeah, well, you threw out um, just the look of Andy, um, the, the kid actor, mm. Alex Vincent, playing him. You said he was like a perfect cross between Danny Torrance from The Shining yeah. and Damien from The Omen. Yeah. So you could have really leaned into that whole, like... Kid's crazy. And then, I mean, God, we end up in a mental hospital with the oh kids. Oh, my gosh. We'll get there. <laughs> mental, mental health has changed. Yeah. But, um, do you, like, I, I feel if it had done that more kind of subtler yep. route, it, you could probably argue it's a better, more interesting film, possibly. Yes. But I love it because it's just a balls-to-the-wall schlock yes, film. Like, exactly it is right. unabashed, unabashedly being... It's not trying to be... It's not trying to take itself seriously. No, not at all. And, and then, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like... It's essentially you're just waiting the whole time for... It's not, oh, I know the doll's... Is mm. the doll real? Is the kid crazy? You're just waiting for the reveal of... When yeah. he finally reveals himself to be real and... <laughs> yeah, and really come to life. And maybe that was the problem. Just because it had been spelt out so early that the doll was real, uh, it just left you waiting for the doll to be real. That being said, I am not disappointed when he does. Oh my gosh, no. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire! You stupid <laughs> bitch, you filthy <laughs> slut! Did you f*** no! with me? No! No! Like, once Chucky um, really becomes... The Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, he's a nasty little character. He's perfect. It's so fantastic. And I will say Brad Dourif has like one of the best like wild screams. Yeah, you got to, we can't even pretend that one. No. Audio insert here. <laughs> it's just so... 
insane. And it's whenever I think of the Child's Play movie, I just think of that yell. Yeah. Honestly, we were saying like during, we would love to see footage of Brad Dourif in the sound booth recording. I'm gonna look into it and see if I can see find can someone find YouTube that. or something. Yeah, because just him just like bellowing into the microphone. <laughs> just being- well, I mean, now's probably a good time mm. to kind of talk about Brad Dourif as a yep. as the kind of choice for Chucky, I guess. And yeah, because that's what's like you think Charles Play, and you don't think, oh yeah, this film has two Academy Award nominees in it. <laughs> like, who's the other? Uh, so you've got Brad Dourif was yep. nominated for um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yep. Nest, and Chris Sarandon, who plays Mike the detective, yeah. uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Dog Day Afternoon. One of my oh, favorite really? movies he? ever. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he plays um, Al Pacino's uh, boyfriend that he's robbing the bank to get a sex change for. Is that yeah? Because <laughs> yeah. I still haven't. I've got that like literally on the DVD pile to watch. Mm. I it's like one of my favorite films of all time, and so that's yeah. yeah he, he's I from like that, it. and but um, we'll get we'll get to him. <laughs> but uh, Brad Dourif, I think, is such a wonderful choice, and this mm. up until this point, like he. he he acts a lot. He's just one of those brilliant like character yeah. actors. But this was, I think, the turning point where he really became a genre actor. Yes. And started being in a lot of schlock horror and sci-fi. And I, I honestly think that's why Peter Jackson put him in as Wormtongue. Yeah. Well, Lord of the Rings, just him being a huge horror fan. And, and like, I mean, Chucky, at least, is a horrible hum- creature. And, yeah. And his, his human form, Charles Lee Ray, yep. um, is quite, like, just... He's not just like any old... He's very quickly like, yeah, this is a horrible psychopath. He's yeah. not just some like criminal being chased down the street. He's he's obviously evil. Mm. Um, you get that feeling and that's definitely reinforced. Just um, And and your worm tongue, obviously, the character is, is just corruption. Mm. <laughs> but I think like right... This is 88. Like, I think his biggest role like right before this was playing like the racist sheriff oh in uh mississippi burning mm. like francis mcdormand's like abusive husband and things yes. like yeah yeah like he he's like a phenomenal i really rate him as an actor but yeah. this really was a turning point i think in his career and him yeah. just being like all right i'm gonna move, i'm gonna embrace the schlock <laughs> something else now yeah i keep getting cast <laughs> as like weird psychopaths so yeah. i'm just gonna do it yeah and he he embraces Chucky like so much, and it's yeah. such a brilliant performance. I think it does like it actually his voice and and his tone and everything matches beautifully with the anime animatronics. Mm. Um, I don't know if you got any info on how they not made really there Chucky was, work. No, I think it's just straight out puppetry and animatronics. Yeah. Um, I know they used a lot of uh, little people stunt. Stump workers, yep. I guess that's what you stump people yep. for the um, like him on fire, yeah. and for a lot of like the long distance shots of, and also like him hopping out of the elevator and things. Yes, that was actually uh, the little sister of the boy that played Andy, uh, like was, kind of yeah. just dressed up. Because I was wondering, like, when when he's coming here to to hunt hunt him down in the mental institution, you see those sh- distant shots of him going the, up the oh, stairwell, and you just see like so these funny. little legs going up the stairs. <laughs> it's like the extreme wide shot of just seeing a doll going upstairs. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like this film embraces what it is, yeah, and, and that's it. Like it's a hilarious concept. I yeah. guess it was, um, I guess it was playing on the the horror genre, which was particularly popular and an iconic villain. Not originally, though. Uh, to go on. So originally, <laughs> um, okay. So famously, all in like every version of Charles Play. Yep. Like all, I got it wrong. It's six sequels, <laughs> not four. Um, has been written by the same man. Whoa! Don Mancini has written and he's directed three of them. I think. <laughs> All right. So it's like his baby, and he's it's kind of following them yeah. through. 
Uh, when he originally started uh, the original script, it was supposed to be more of a satire on toy marketing and merchandising for children. <laughs> okay. Before yeah. the idea eventually morphed into a horror movie. Yeah. And the original plot uh, had a had the lifelike good guy doll that had blood and latex skin. If the kids tore the latex skin, uh, they'd have to go out and buy an official good guy bandage. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. And in a Blood Brother pact, Andy cut his own hand and mixed it with the blood of Chucky, thus causing him to come alive and become human. That's quite an interesting concept. Uh, the first draft of the script was completed in... Well, so that's all that's meh. Yep. Um, so Chucky as uh, was originally called Buddy, and yep. he uh, came to life yeah, with the mixing of the bloods, and then he basically uh, would then go around and kill anyone who was against Andy. Oh, so, yeah. for example, like the babysitter and his yep. teacher and things, essentially manifesting Andy's loneliness and isolation from an overworked mother and an absent father, apparently. That's quite a compelling script. Yeah. And then um, slowly kind of... Yeah, I guess in. it's pretty hard to execute us. You'd have to really... It'd be very difficult to kind of keep it strong enough to really deliver the satire. Yeah. Um, but with at the end of the day, with a murderous doll, it's kind of difficult. You're becoming a schlock horror film at yeah, that point. Yeah, you're, you're already not. becoming a schlock, so it'd be very difficult to execute. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it could be done, then it could be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and apparently, yeah. like, uh, Buddy would only come alive when Andy was asleep, so it's like all the manifesting uh, yeah, of okay. his... His subconscious or something. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of leaning a little bit close to a British horror film called Extro... Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, which kind of has similar yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. it's interesting at least. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, and then it became this instead. Yeah. And voodoo. Yeah, yeah well, that, <laughs> apparently it was uh, Tom Holland, the director, once he yep. came on, kind of did extensive rewrites and brought in the whole voodoo mythology, yep. which weirdly has been something that's like followed through with all of them. Yeah. Like, it's, that's the, like... The praising to Dembala and like yep. the give me the power I beg of you like that's <laughs> yes, yeah. the He Man esque chant. Yes, the recurrent theme. Okay. Yeah, that's in like every movie. I so. That's pretty good because I mean, I, I obviously haven't seen the sequels, but like that is that is how the doll, or the the transference of, of soul and spirit or whatever to the doll. And yeah, yeah, it's a good recurring theme. At least maybe that having seen the sequels, I would like to see that in a sequel. Yeah. Um, don't have to explore it any deeper. I, I will say, in terms of like film quality, it's diminishing returns. Yeah. But in terms of entertainment value, <laughs> it maintains. Yeah. Oh yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Epis- um, the third one, Andy's in military school. Oh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you can do anything there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just find it really funny. The original. Like, why Chucky was originally called Buddy. Yes. Because uh, in the 80s, there was a really popular line of Hasbro dolls called yep. the My Buddy doll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, like, had a, has a, um, one of the best 80s commercials ever with this little jingle. My Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. Wherever I go. Uh, it's one that I constantly uh, sing around my wife, <laughs> just to a point her. Um, but yeah, apparently, like, obviously they couldn't use, use that. that. No. And so they just made it Chucky and things. But as a result, yep. it essentially killed the Hasbro My Buddy line. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just, like, by proxy. Yes, so. I can understand. So that's a, like, cultural impact, I guess, yeah. with this film. So Huge cultural impact. <laughs> you destroyed a toy line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and... um. 
it's funny they kind of give Chucky his own little murder weapon. I mean, I, I'd always pictured yeah. him with a knife because um, there's been enough. I think even in um, Ready Player One, he had he had his little dagger. Yeah. Um, we were talking about during though, like it would have been nice for that knife to perhaps have had some more meaning towards Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Something like that. Either have him have it in the opening scene or something, like use it to cut open the good gut. But then I suppose if it was in the opening scene, you'd be like, well, how did you get it back as evidence? <laughs> yeah, true. But like, or stealing it from the voodoo guy, maybe? Did he get it? He had it before the voodoo guy, didn't he? Because he attacked the cop with it. Yeah. Yeah. So true. it's not like he, he, he stole it from the voodoo guy and it became his thing. Yeah. It's just, um, but it's a very specific, like, oh, that seems like a psycho voodoo guy's knife. Yeah. It, it like seems, exactly. It's very specific to, <laughs> yeah. to his, to his plot line. But that's like one of those things where you're just like, it's a stylistic choice, yeah. I'm guessing. It's a good stylistic <laughs> choice. It would have been just kind of cool to kind of lay it in there with a bit of extra, um, Look, Extra meaning. Look, Eric. They had a hunt. They had an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. There was no. There was probably, probably a few cuts in <laughs> along the way. There was no messing around. They just needed to. They didn't need to establish knives or anything. They no. needed to kill a guy with a voodoo doll. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm being. I'm just being demanding. Yeah. Really. Were you expecting possibly? Uh, how was the gore value and like the kills? Were you expecting actually thought more that... or less or? Um. We'll start. We'll start. Like I suppose body count. Were you expecting? Because at the end of the day, it's what? It's three? Uh, yeah, it is low, isn't it? Um, it's... it's um, Four. I forgot about the Doctor. Oh, the Doctor, yeah. The, the random, the one that you don't... Don't expect coming. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was expecting body count about that much. Like, mm. usually in your, your first generation horror film, the body count's relatively low. Yeah. Um, and then it goes bananas from there as the sequels pile up. Yeah, like... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um... But I must admit, like, the, the level of gore perhaps was a bit higher than I was expecting. I don't know, I wasn't... Like, I mean, like, watching the Doctor getting fried alive and progressively, like... The bloody eyeballs. Yeah, even, like, the like effects, the little... like, they were cutaway effects, but, like, the progression of his electrocution, I mm. guess. Um, and uh, I do like the voodoo, the witch Doctor getting his yeah, legs that, snapped and things. Yeah, that, that was, that was really, like... Um, we watched the new the remake of Suspiria recently, and it reminded yes. me of um, <laughs> Olga. Yes, yeah. If you like watching contortionists Ooh. act as horror victims, uh, it's great. I'm also just I, I'm <laughs> just promoting Go See the New Suspiria. Yeah, check it's it really out. good. It's very different from the original, but yeah. uh, has its own fantastic way of going about business. Mm. But um, yeah, so yeah, it reminded me of that. Um, and <laughs> yeah. they were pretty. Um, it was really like as soon as you brought up the little voodoo, I'm like, oh dear. Yeah, this um, is not going to end. This well. is not going to end well. And so that was yeah, that was so that was pretty intense. And then. Um, yeah, the other, I mean, the others weren't too bad, really. I it, what, the, probably the most impressive um, uh, scene was Chucky getting like all burnt and shot and all sorts of stuff. That's the, fi- the finale. Yeah, the finale. Yeah. Um, just the way the puppet kept operating, and like, I guess I'm gonna call it his m- makeup <laughs> when he's burnt. <laughs> yes, um, it's a little bit like in Terminator as he like deteriorates. That's like an interesting. You know, thing, like yeah. as you as you see more of the Terminator underneath Schwarzenegger's skin. It wasn't as though you saw more of Chucky underneath the It's, it's essentially like a burnt animatronic. Yeah, the burnt animatronic was kind of awesome. It reminded me of Terminator a little bit. Um, nice. Yeah, that's that's like one of the key things I remember is like the burnt body coming down the hallway. Up. Yeah. That's like a burned in my brain memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was, um, that was really well done because it took Chucky to another creepy sort of level. Yeah. Or in slightly direction. Um, yeah. Mm. Um... But, had something with lost it. <laughs> well, um, I thought um, Andy's mum 
was yeah. really well delivered. Catherine Hicks. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were commenting during like, she's, she's, she's buying into this. Chucky is alive and he killed Eddie Caputo. What? I took him home to my apartment. I was about to throw away the box that he came in when the batteries fell out. Don't you see? He's been moving and talking for days without any batteries in him. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Like, because it is a dumb schlocky. Imagine movie. having to like, yeah, my have a, have because it's essentially like she's shaking the doll she's and screaming. Yeah, got yeah. to generate that that when when Chucky is fighting her by the fireplace yes. in the first scene when he reveals himself, um, and obviously Chucky's legs are out of scene, so there's obviously somebody out of scene. Either he's on a He's on a stick or something, something. Yeah. So he's got some force and weight behind him. But um, she manages like that sort of stuff really well. Mm. She uh, manages to sort of um, get really protective of her son, get really grump, angry at the cop, and really like when when she's pursuing the um, the guy who sold her the doll in the first place. Yeah, like desperation. She's like, "No, I've got this wacky role. I'm just going to deliver it the way." Catherine Hicks is a great actress. Mm. I, I've, I, to me, I always go back to uh, she's from. Uh, Peggy Sue Got Married She oh, uh, yeah. plays Kathleen Turner's like best friend in that yep. um, has a great that's an awesome role for her yep. but also uh, Star Trek 4 oh I've seen that <laughs> she, the one where they're like uh, travel back to the 70s uh, San Francisco and are looking for the killer, uh, the whales she, why do she, I feel like I might have actually seen that one <laughs> It's, it's a pretty great one, actually. Yeah. She has a really good role in that. and um, yeah. But I think most kind of 90s audiences would know she was the mum in Seventh Heaven. Oh, really? That show, yeah. Yeah, Seventh Heaven. yeah I only watched a little bit of that. Yeah, I didn't watch any. <laughs> a couple of episodes here and there is not really aimed at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that Christian sitcom. That Christian family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, she, she commits fully to it. And yeah. Like, uh, she actually got nominated for... Uh, did she win, actually? No, she won the uh, Saturn Award, which is like... Uh, the Saturn Awards are the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. Yeah. So she won Best Actress. The- yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, in that kind of category. Um, that performance is really good. Yeah. Much better than Sheriff. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, no, not Sheriff. Detective. Yeah. He was, he was mediocre. What are you talking about? He's he's playing it as a schlock. He's not yes. buying into the reality of it. He's no. he's, he's muggy and kind of hamming it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and like his character was meant to be a character who didn't believe. So yeah, that's for for quite a long time. So all you can do, like those scenes where he's like, "Come on, lady." Yeah, I don't know how much I'm not an actor. I'm not sure how many other ways you can sort of go about it. He, but unfortunately, he sort of just seemed disinterested for a lot of it. He's leaning into the whole, like, oh, come on, I'm a Chicago cop, let me yes. just go home. <laughs> like, he's... And then he's got his moustache partner, who's oh, even, even worse. He's oh. even more so. Like, <laughs> eh, how about we just go get a burger? <laughs> like, he's that guy. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, he he's fine. Yeah, like, he's fine. He's, when he finally figures it out, he gets gung-ho about it. Yeah. Which... I mean, you know, you know what he reminded me of for some reason? Watching him, particularly after he came and um, rescued her from the, the homeless guy. Yeah. Um, he remi- For some reason, I think it was the setting of that scene, I just thought, I feel like I'm watching Chud. Okay, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like a real, like, B slash C grade horror movie. Yeah, we are just in a, like, <laughs> dumpster fire lit alleyway. <laughs> but the acting and the effort is kind of average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm not buying into the storyline that much, even though, like, I really want to. Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, it lifted. So, yeah. Like, the final third was really, really good. But, yeah, I don't know why. I just thought, I think it was like just that Chicago husk. Yeah. Well,. <laughs> 
Would you have preferred then that... Because essentially we've got like one guy handing it up yeah. and one actress really committing mm. sincerely. Do you, would you have preferred like double sincerity or double ham? It's a very good question because I connected better with her. Okay. Um, so I guess I'd have to go with the sincerity option because I was late, I was enjoying her her performance and arc more. Yeah. Um, yeah, because because then it juxtaposes really quite nicely. Yes, yeah, with the insanity of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I like. I'm that. not sure because like yeah, you've got a few ways you could everybody could ham it up. Yeah. But then it might just become. Too stupid. <laughs> well, I, there, I don't there, know. There's only, there's only like a few people that are actually committing to the sincerity of it. I'd yep. say like Andy. Definitely. Andy is, yep. There's the one scene where he's in the you know uh, mental hospital and breaks yep. down, and it's oh, like upsetting. It's like the the director just told him he's like dog had died. Yeah, it's it's really rough. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I would say like the voodoo guy commits. Yeah, he was good. Yep. And, but, Didn't have much to work, much time. <laughs> but that's about it. Like yeah, yeah. the the like I'm using quotations on doctor <laughs> yeah, oh, the doctor's in the hospital terrible. was horrible. Yeah, like he's just everything. His acting was as bad as his medical facility. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can we can we talk about that for a sec? That was horrifying. That looks like like the sort of mental facility you've seen a, like like it, a clockwork orange. Yeah, oh, just, I was gonna say a messed up slasher yes, movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like Concrete. This is a kids' facility. Concrete walls, locked doors, cages, bars, bars, yeah. and then like when when he finally escapes the room because um because Chucky comes to try and possess him, kill him, whatever. Um, he crawls into the lobotomy room. I assume. Yeah, you made a joke about like, oh, what is this? The lobotomy room, and then Chucky puts on an electroshock therapy thing yeah. on the doctor and kills him that way. Yeah. You're like, okay, this is where everything happens. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, they, I know they do still use electroshock therapy. Okay. So really, really. really but in like some, some med, uh, mental health conditions, they do use it sometimes. So I do know that. Okay. But I think back then they were a bit more liberal. With the <laughs> yeah. Of it. yeah. But that, that was the one part like where the, the authority figure's treatment of Andy was so baffling to me. Oh, my God. That like, kid. It opens like he, after he's been hanging out at like a getaway driver's blown up house. Oh, we talk about the getaway driver too. <laughs> We'll get to him. <laughs> and then he, like, you know, gets taken to the police and he's being interrogated with no adult, no supervisor. Like, the mother doesn't even know he's... They didn't even call her to no. say... That he was there. So there's, there's no, like, yeah, consent to interrogate the child. And when you, you go, oh, maybe he's just chatting to him while he's having a coffee. No, there's a tape recorder and a microphone. Oh, he's and full interrogating. And based on that testimony, he gets locked away. Yes, <laughs> No, because there's this shady doctor on the other side of the two-way mirror. I've seen this before. Mrs. Barkley, my name is Dr. Ardmore. I'm from County General. I've seen more than enough. Maybe Andy should spend a couple of days with us. It's so messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wrong, but let's get to the getaway driver. So Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Yep. So um, we, we've got our, our murderer, Charles yep. Lee Ray, who is the something strangler. Uh... Seaside oh. Strangler? I don't know where he's going. He's just, the Boston Strangler. Yeah, he's Chicago. just the Strangler, I think. Yeah. So he's obviously like, he's a famous serial killer. He's got a trademark or something. Yeah. Why has he got a getaway driver? I don't know. Like, he's like, all right, idiot. He, Dude's he, done. Let's get out of here. Well, it's like, maybe they were bank robbers and he would always strangle the... Cl- oh, so yeah. I don't know, but it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, just a little thing. They just need someone else to kill. 
Yeah. Like, well, they did. They need someone else for Chucky to kill. Yeah. Um, so, the, let's just have a valid, the point where it's getaway driver. Um, it doesn't not make a lot of sense. No. And it's I, I think it's, it's essentially, you need it in there so you can have a body count. Yes, exactly. You, you need, need victims. So. You need a victim and a victim you don't care about. Yes. Early on. You need you need some victims, like, one to feel sorry for, another not to care about that much, but to creatively kill. And Yes. I will say, though, his, his like, dying thing was he was going to get revenge and kill Eddie and Mike the cop. Yeah. You hear that, you son of a bitch? <coughs> I'm going to get you for it! I'm going to get you, and I'm going to get Eddie, no matter what! So... The first person he kills is the babysitter. Yeah, and it, it's kind of almost like... The death of Eddie is so underwhelming. Yeah. And he doesn't even get, like, reveal himself to Eddie. No, to be like, hey, I'm getting revenge. You remember me? You shouldn't have driven off. You shouldn't have left me. Yeah. It's just... Eddie doesn't even know what happened. No, Eddie just blows up. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of unsatisfying, I will yeah. say. I guess the babysitter's... Like, the way that um, Maggie gets dealt with, like, is, <laughs> is because she won't let him watch the news, basically. And it, I guess it just shows, I think... His ruthlessness. His ruthlessness and, and how evil he is. And, like, you know, you know, once again, you need body count, you need threat early on, etc., etc. Yeah. And, I um, mean, it, it works fine with his character, too. And you so. also need to entangle the family somehow. Yes, you need to get things involved. I just love it. It's like one quick thwack on the head from a hammer sends her flying backwards and out through a window. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a lot of force behind a little toy hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I will say. Like, Chucky has a lot of upper body strength, it seems. Man, he does not skip arm day, no. <laughs> throws people around it's gnarly yeah yeah. but that's like uh, again I, I found just another plot thing that I want to nitpick just <laughs> for the sake of it this is fun too with horror yeah. films it's okay so like we found out early on that like this uh, this strangler Charles E. Ray was killed at like 3am or whatever the morning yes. of you know Andy's birthday yeah why is the cop that killed this famous murderer at 3am just out on a regular old like lady fell out a window call that night. That's a good point. <laughs> Why didn't he go home and sleep? It's a no one else. He's a hero cop at this point. And, and Chicago seems like, based on the movie, a bit dodgy at this point in time. There's probably multiple homicide crews in the police force. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone else could have dealt with this call. I'm, I'm with you there. But we, need, but we need Chris Sarandon, damn it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Um, so, yes, I guess um, ultimately I. Particularly once it hit its stride in the third act and yeah, it had a little more insanity to it and stuff. I was yeah. really enjoying it and watching it from like a, a technological point of view and things like that. I could, I could see why people would connect with it. I could see why um, it would have such strong cultural impact. I can definitely see why it spawned sequels. Yeah. It, um, it's just original and very cleverly made. Yes. Yeah. Like like Chucky is... is um, I mean... <laughs> Um, what did we watch uh, for, for Christmas last year? We watched Elves. Elves. Which has, which has one elf in it, by the way, everybody. And it's this rubber mask doll thing. It's like half a torso and one arm. And none of it moves. And that's an example, I guess, of, of a movie of this style that doesn't work at all. Yeah, and it's around the same time as yeah. well. So it, it just it's a great little comparison as to how impressive the animatronics are that this movie actually works. Mm. Um, like, even that scene where Chucky goes into the hospital and thinks Dan, um, Andy's in the bed. And you actually see him walk around yeah. and climb onto the bed. I don't I know. Like, how would they do that? Yeah, because it's not... 
Unless it is someone in the makeup, in like a suit, a suit that yeah. has just somehow learned to walk very like animatronic. Little, yeah. Because it it's stiff and stilted and it looks like it is yeah. a robot moving, which yes. kind of adds to the charm of it all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they don't just stick to safe shots, which would have turned into a pretty bad film, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that they have the balls to do a wide shot of him walking. Yes, exactly. And right. actually show full body instead of just like. Yeah. The dodgy thing of just like, oh, we have two legs on a stick, we're going to make it look like he's running here. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Like, never seeing the full body in a single shot. Like, yeah, yeah breaking it up that way. That's yeah. the cheap version. This one doesn't skimp. It actually. No, and do the cheap version, execute it well, requires like a Spielberg esque director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this, no, this does both, both quite well. And, mm. um, and then, of course, you just get those fantastic moments when he just like. Leaps out of somewhere with a knife and Brad Dourif screams into the microphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God bless Brad Dourif. And, and actually the facial stuff is, is really good too. And particularly the consistency with like the cigarette lighter burn. Yeah. And things like that. Um, I, d- I do love the juxtaposition from like the standard dull face in the first half of the film. Yeah. To when he finally explodes. And it's that like... Like... <laughs> angry devil face yeah. it's so wonderful and it's so far removed from the creepy yet innocent very yes. happy innocent doll face and from that point on no just there's just subtle changes and this is an evil doll yes and he never puts the innocent face on again until like right near the end I think yeah like once it's done and he's revealed like he's revealed himself to the mother that's, that's it. it like it's yeah. done he's that's just it. running around that's the streets of Chicago with a knife yeah <laughs> That's just how life is from now on. <laughs> he gets he seems to get everywhere with no with no one commenting on the fact that there's a doll. Yeah, he's good. Oh wait, there is the one scene with the elderly couple in the elevator. Oh true, yep. <laughs> yep, that's how he does it. He just flops to the ground occasionally when yep. someone walks past. That's how he gets away with it. Yeah. Look, George. Some child left their doll in the elevator. I'll leave it alone. Whoever left it there will come back looking for it. Ugly doll. You. <laughs> um, oh, you were wondering, like, the name you thought was a little weird. Oh, yeah. I, Charles Lee Ray. I was like, well, sounds a bit like Child's Play. Yeah. Uh, no, he's actually <laughs> named after uh, Notorious Killers. So, Charles for Charles Manson. Yeah. Lee for Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated JFK. Yep. And uh, James Earl Ray, who assassinated Martin, Lu- Martin Luther King. Yes, okay. So, that's kind of where they got that... Yeah, fair enough. It, I was going to say, it's almost a portmanteau of some sort, I guess. Yeah. But yeah just, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's where that comes from. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's the big question now of, mm. as a kid, how do you reckon you would have gone with it? Um, I think I would have just connected with the simplicity of it, yeah. of it all. Like, um, and just the hilarity. I would have just had a giggle, I think. I don't think it's one I... Would have gone back too much. I, I think I saw this when I was about ten. Yeah. Do you reckon you would have? It would have scared you at that age. I didn't or? watch a lot of horror when I was that young at all. Um, mm. like at all. So yeah, probably would have absolutely scared the bejeebus out. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just based on other exposure. Once mm. I started watching horror movies properly, they. It's very just, quickly yeah. stopped scaring me and I just love the creativity of it. Mm. Well, I think, like, yeah, it was around, like, late high school we just started watching God. real hardcore horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> just like, hey, want to watch Evil Dead? I'm like, 
Sounds good. Hey, well, I've got another great one. Last house on the left. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, like, just go like, for let's it. Just, let's craven this up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, the only real moment that scared me or like kind of shocked me as a kid was the voodoo break leg. Yeah, that's thing. probably the only... Exactly right. That's probably the only scene that like those are cringeworthy. Yeah. Because there's like, that moment, the sound... Um, because it's not like you ever see like a knife going in. He he seems no. to he tries to stab, but he more slashes. <laughs> so, yes, yep. yeah. it's more like the old psycho where you like slash, and then the next shot of the victim has him bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's never really that graphically violent. No, and there's not like um, most of the violence happens against the doll. <laughs> so yes, the doll just getting shot and all sorts of, and just exploding and. Mm. Um, so yeah, exactly right. No, no, that's probably the only moment, like. When she falls back through the window, like, you, you know, she hits the car heavily, but, you know, that's okay, yeah. I guess, <laughs> relative to other films. Um, and then, um, you know, explosion, eh, yeah. you know, it's all off camera. I mean, yeah, and then maybe the electroshock. Yeah, that was executed really well. Yeah. And, but because of the breaks and the slow sort of progression, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, like, well done. Like, yeah. At the same time. So, yeah, yeah, true. I think the, um, the only shocking one... Would be um, yeah the the voodoo's mm. and a couple of getting stabbed in the leg. Yeah. Were you expecting a quip finale as well? I was expecting more quips. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I maybe maybe that's where if I watch some sequels, I'll be getting ready for some more quips. I yeah. feel like he's a equipable character. Yeah, Chucky's not very quippy in this, but um, no. I, I was more meaning like the the hero, like the kid at the end, like throwing the match in. We're friends to the end. Remember. This is the end, friend. I, I wasn't expecting that line, and that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always fun when you get to see a six-year-old, like, murder yes. someone with a quip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. No, I wasn't expecting that. You know what was terrible? Ending on a freeze frame like that. Yeah, that's the... That was just so, shut the door. That would have been enough. Yeah, the film ends with them like, Chucky's finally dead and they're going to go to the hospital and it's all done. And it's like, they turn off the light and they're closing the door and it's Andy looking through the door and they just freeze frame. As the door's closed enough... It's like so you can just four see centimetres it. left. And you could just still see Andy looking back in the room. There's no expression change on him implying he just saw the doll move or something. Yeah. It's just like, freeze frame. Just... Shut the door, cut the black. Like, yeah, yeah that... Unless you have, like, a hint that maybe he's not dead. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Like, have his laughter play out, like, a, like over the credits or something. Or, or have all of a sudden a look of shock hit Andy's face yeah. and then freeze frame. Something, but yeah. yeah. No, you get a, a really bad freeze frame. It, it kind of puts it on a sour note. Yeah. Rambo's freeze frame is better. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. A very confused alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm assuming Eric as an adult enjoyed it. Enough. Yeah, like yep. I said, I did get a bit bored during, but um, I, I'm, I, I did enjoy it enough, and I could watch it again. Yeah. Definitely, just because it's short and easy, and you can, once you know all the, the, the plot, which is not very complex, you no. can just have a good chat and a beer and yeah. enjoy it. Do you think you're going to dive into any of the sequels? Well, yeah, I think, I, I think, so now, like I said, I, I believe I've seen like the, the real core ones I've always wanted to see. Yeah. I'm really ready to sequel dive. And I think I'd start with Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah. No, I think that's what I'm almost going to push for next round of the hat. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, because that's an amazing film. Yeah. We might, I don't know whether we skip 
Anyway, we'll figure that out. No, yeah, we skipped number two. Oh, do we? Okay. We, we skipped number two. <laughs> There's a lot to watch, so we've got to cut more. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I almost put number three above number one. So I, I do remember you saying that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because you know, that, that is the franchise I would most like to see the sequels mm-hmm. to. And then I guess I'd like to watch Friday the 13th Part 2 because I finally get to see Jason in the mask. Yep. Um, Halloween, I think, just nailed it the first time, so I'm not. I don't have an urge to watch anymore. I would say watch number three, Halloween yep. three, season of the witch, because that's has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's John Carpenter trying to turn them into an anthology. Yeah, that's which cool. is what he always wanted to do. And then the studio, and afterwards. it's so weird. Yeah, cool. It's so so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So there's um. All right. So number three there as well. Yeah. Uh, similar, uh, the reoccurring theme of a lot of the films we talk about either get uh, being remade or sequelized as oh, we're yes. recording. Yeah. Uh, twofold on this one. Don Mancini, the original creator, and Brad yep. Dourif are working on a TV show version. Of course, why not? Yep. <laughs> and simultaneously, a new remake film without the involvement of Don Mancini or Brad oh. Dourif is happening. So they just go flat reboot. Yeah. yeah, and I was looking up while watching. It's apparently starring Aubrey Plaza as the mum. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I think she's a phenomenal actress if she's yeah. cast correctly. I've only really seen her in Parks and Rec where she's nonplussed. Yeah, um, I would say like she was in a movie recently called Ingrid Goes West. She's oh, amazing yeah, was she? in that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she needs. She, I don't see her as the mum fighting a killer. Dot like no offense, Aubrey Plaza. I, I really enjoy you as an actress, but yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll. To really try mm. and play up the silliness of it, yeah. and she could actually work it really nicely. Yeah, if they lean heavily into the comedy, into some of her comedy strengths or something. But yeah, okay. I, I know there's like a big online campaign of people like it's not Charles Play of Don Manson who's not involved because he's this is his thing and he's yeah. done it for the last. I reckon that's really years. impressive. Like yeah. because so many directors either fall out of it or like they're like oh, I've had enough this year's like well we own the rights we're making heaps of cash let's keep going yeah but they he's been like, continue yeah. like we're doing Charles Play 2 and he's like cool I'll write it I'll do it yep Charles Play 3 cool yep. I'm on 7 sweet let's, I'll direct this one <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's great and like yeah him and Brad Dourif kind of continuing through so not yeah. having them involved is kind of a misstep I think yeah yeah I mean they've come so far but I guess uh, I Money. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, did you see the Halloween remake? Yes. Any yeah. good? Uh, it's not a remake. It's a direct. It's a sequel to the first Halloween, ignoring the fact that like all every, the others have happened. Yeah. Okay. Including like Halloween H two O, like all these, like, all the other ones like that. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a sequel following on forty years from Halloween one. Okay. Ignoring everything else. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's yep. it was fun. It was decent. It's yeah. a. I didn't love it as much as everyone else seems to No, because I saw it got pretty decent reviews for a horror yeah, film. It's, I think it's getting good reviews because it's a really fun slasher movie, and yeah. there hasn't been one of those for a very long time. No, it's hard to do that well. Yeah, and make it seem like just a fun 80s movie. So yeah. This does that, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll keep an eye out for some Chucky trailers. Yeah, give it a look. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, money, <laughs> do you want to hear yes, about yeah. uh, that? So the film had a budget of, uh, I couldn't find an exact figure, yep. so it's apparently around the $9 million mark. Yeah, okay. Yep. Which so I that, think... That time... Yep. They spent their money well, I think, with all the yeah, animatronics. Think, mm. um, it went on to gross $44 million at the worldwide box office, yep. so not too shabby. Yep. It was the 26th highest grossing film of 1988. Okay. Uh, number one was Rain Man. Oh, yeah, okay. And... Uh, Charles Play has come in behind two films that we've done previously. Yep. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was number two. 
That's right. That did really well, didn't it? Yeah, and Die Hard, which is number eight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, would you like to know some alternate casting? Sure. I'm trying <laughs> to think who else. Could... Yeah. Okay. No. No. I would. Uh, <laughs> this one is this is like rumored alternate casting. Yeah. But apparently, uh, rumored to be considered to play and voice Chucky was John Lithgow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That, yep. That'd be a different twist on it. That'd be fun. He that was doing a fun. lot of kind of schlock horror stuff, like uh, the Brian De Palma film Raising Cain around this time. I've seen so, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He used to. He's played a psychopath a few times for Brian De Palma. So yeah, I could see him as a good psychopath. Ooh. And apparently, there was someone else who recorded lines of dialogue as Chucky, but was unused. And that was Jessica Walter. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she'd be good at that. Because uh, she played a... Uh, she was, like, famously before... Like, obviously, everyone knows her now from Arrested Development. And Archer, if you're that yeah. kind of person. Yes, yeah. yeah. But uh, she kind of blew up in the 70s playing a, a psychopathic stalker in Play Misty for me, the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, okay. So they were like, oh, kind of nod to a previous stalker person, let's yeah. get her. And, and she's such a good voice actress. I mean, yeah. these days, you've got a lot of recognition for that sort of stuff. Did she, Do you know if she used to do much of that? I don't, I don't really know beyond sort of art. Like, I, I really know her from Archer. Yeah. And, yeah, but I don't know. No. So. Wow, there you go. But that, that'd that be interesting. Imagine, like, the meme culture at the moment oh. if she was the voice of Chucky as well as yeah. Mallory and yeah. <laughs> and Gangi. <laughs> Maybe Mallory wouldn't have the same impact if she'd been Chucky for seven movies. That is true. Yeah. She probably wouldn't be doing that many. No. <laughs> hmm. But um, unless you've got anything else, that'll probably wrap huh? us up for Child's Play. Yeah, I think I think that's it. A solid, fun, schlock yeah. horror film. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you want to reach into the hat and see what we'll do next episode? I do, I do. Let's uh, let's see if we get something totally different to a murderous doll. We are getting, yeah, Twister. Okay, that's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah, this um, just, just crept on by. Yep. Uh, like, I was the perfect age for this one. And you know what this means. No. Bill Paxton. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I forgot he was in it. Oh, fabulous. Yep. We finally get some Paxton again. Oh, I miss my Paxton. Yep. Oh, brilliant. I, was, I thought you were going to say cow. <laughs> That's all I know about to his No, no. no. Okay. Um, but again, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, yeah, if you have any comments, queries, or have any suggestions of films you think Eric might have missed, you can send us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll see you in a fortnight's time for Twister. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm Eric, and uh, catch you very soon. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.